Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the worst idea of all time with me, Guy Montgomery, and Tim Bat, who has muted his microphone as I watch him scarf the tail end of a bag of chips. You'll also be pleased to hear he's got a cold can of soft drink on his desk to help wash that salty snack down. We have just spent 89 of our respective minutes of our respective lives watching part of the Emmanuel Through Time series, Emmanuel's Forbidden Pleasures. Um, And I'm damn near certain this has got to be the last one, the last entry in the Emmanuel Through Time franchise. We've still got five of these owing, but we've we've watched them not chronologically, which, truth be told, made for a pretty um, interesting and confusing visual experience. And once again, a disappointingly unerotic experience. I was actually thinking, Tim, as I Mm -hmm. watched... um, as I watch this movie, that the entirety of doing this franchise with you, I feel like sex is almost a turn off for me now. I feel like yeah. I feel like doing all of these pornos has made us more grot or me at least uh, mm-hmm. more grotesque, yeah, and less sexual. Yes, and that is almost exactly the opposite outcome of what I mean. I didn't really. So I, I'm I'm glad to hear you say that because the, I thought it was. Uh... Not this is bad or anything, but I thought it was something to do with my proximity to. I, I I'm about to have a baby. Mm. Any That's moment, right. really, this thing's going to happen. Um, it could very well happen on um nine eleven. We're recording this on nine ten. Um, yeah, or ten nine for our non-American listeners. And, uh, and uh, if you are a, non-American, can I say Kiota? Yeah, what a burden of responsibility your unborn child would have were they to be born on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Ain't nothing and, but a number, man. A great man said that once. Charged with um, reframing that that day, trying mm. to create a more positive uh, and longer-lasting association with it. What else has happened 
no, I'm not pursuing this. This movie <laughs> was so tiring. I can tell you the first anniversary of 9/11, the second anniversary of 9/11. Nah, 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 nah. Come on, man. Okay. Um, this movie was like, like. Just fucking exhausting. We got, we to got watch. a little way late. I do want to circle back to you saying so. You, you've got this. You've got a baby on the way. Yeah, I know. So what I was gonna say before you so rudely drew us back to yeah, the most horrific terrorist attack on American soil is that um, I think it's, it's it was just felt very weird to be watching a porno at the moment and like I could be you know I, I've got bags packed to go to the hospital at any given. Yeah, I time. mean. <laughs> It's an interesting piece of context, isn't it? Uh, I think this you know, podcast the, series, the worst idea of all time, has outlived for both of us, um, duration-wise. Romantic relationships. Uh, it is significantly longer than my marriage. Um, there is now a child being ushered in. You know, during this under the banner of worst idea, this this worst idea epoch of time. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's actually um, I I you know I I don't know that watching a porno was the specific thing that that felt odd about it. I think it's probably putting time and energy into anything that we choose to watch uh, would feel weird with the knowledge that you have hospital bags packed. And that- no, 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 I disagree wholeheartedly. Okay. Okay. There is something very specific about watching B grade pornography while preparing to become a father imminently. Like that that unique combination is fucked. Well, you know, new uh, new parents watch porn, Tim. This isn't well, the I'm not, of, but I'm not even a new parent yet. This isn't and the end also, of your porn I don't watching know if that's career. Typically true. Well, maybe not immediately, but you know. Mm. Porn's not entirely outside of the equation for you. I mean and the thing is, the way that we've scheduled the season, it's not that, you know, um, you can watch porn after your baby is, is born. It's that you will have to watch porn after your baby is born. <laughs> you must. <laughs> Simply must. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely, this is not the desired outcome of a season of, I mean, you know, the only <laughs> real desired outcome from a season of worst day of all time is finishing, which is, I suppose, something that has in common with um, watching porn. <laughs> And Do you think, though? In a cruel twist of irony, something that has not happened through this entire porn-specific season of The Worst Idea of All Time. With the other seasons, the end, which we're getting very close to now of this season, felt more triumphant. And this one doesn't feel triumphant. This feels like we've run a marathon. Um, we overestimated horrifically. Like, we've spewed a couple of times uh, on the race. We've got a tragic time. Like, it's not good. It's not competitive. It's not anything to be proud of. And we are limping across the finish line mm. just to say that we did it. I, I mean, and I, I, there's a oral documentation of me begging off to finish running to say that my body's not up for this. And you saying, no, we're, we're close. We're going to do it. And I do admire that. I mean, the com- are you a completionist? Yeah, I am. If I, if I actually, you know, if 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 it's something that I decide I'm going to knock off, yeah, I think I am. To to kind of an annoying degree, it makes me very like shitty at certain um, video games. Like I play them wrong. Why? Because you, know? you have to like do every side mission Just and open every max, box, max shit out. Yeah, it's like it's not fun. It's just <laughs> a set of tasks <laughs> I need to tick off. 
That I I feel that though. I I like. I mean, we've we've talked Pokemon recently on the podcast, so we probably shouldn't. But I do remember being frustrated in Pokemon that I couldn't get all 150 in my Pokedex. 151, sorry, without you know, on certain versions of the game. That's by the by. No, I it's understand- not by the by. That is the by. I reckon that's cooked, eh? <laughs> you really should have been able to do it. Well, I wonder if it was like one of the first examples because Pokemon Red and Blue came out in like 92, 3, 4? Later, later. Was it? Yeah. But what were you going to yeah, say? First examples right. of what? Uh, five, 95, I reckon. 95 for Red and Blue. First examples um, of what, Tim? Of a video game, like you can't fully finish it unless you buy an access. Like, there's a whole other bit of kit you have to purchase in the real world. It, yeah, it's well, it's brilliant, it. isn't it? Because you're launching the same game twice. It came out on September 25th, 1998. By the way, oh shit, it's way later than I thought. I apologize. Oh no, the, to 20, the 28th of September. I apologize as well to all my um, redheads and my blue boys. Uh, so and we your have yellow fellas. Well, yellow came out later. Um, we have watched Emmanuel through Time Emmanuel's Forbidden Pleasure. It is the final. I mean, it is actually we've taken something away from ourselves, and that this is the final Emmanuel in the Emmanuel through Time series, and is the final Emmanuel in our study of it. So we have left ourselves a little bit of extra homework after we've kind of done the last question of the assignment. Yeah, uh, that's on me. Sorry, I got them out of no, order. It's okay. And it's pretty obvious. But in my defense, Guy does nothing to source these movies. Oh, I click on the link. Um, the This movie, like, this movie felt like something that uh, our patrons would, you know, some medicine that our patrons would prescribe us for a Deciders yeah. Club watch. Yeah. Uh, got into. Can you. Can you just familiarise people who may not know what you're talking about, what you're talking about? Uh, so Patreon is a you know it's a platform for people to help uh, pay artists for for what they do, or podcasters in our case, or fuckwits. Uh, and you can throw a little bit of money towards people, and you get certain benefits. You can unlock you know rewards, and one of the rewards that we give for five dollars a month for our patrons is they get to choose a movie for us to watch and review, and they are a merciless well, ten, bunch. Well, $10, $10 is the decider's oh, club ten, do the deciding, $5, $5 gets the content. Yeah, $5 gets the content. $10 to be one of the um, the ruthless uh, deciders, and we have watched some absolute trite. But this felt like the plot lines of one of the more challenging movies from the deciders club climbed into a blimp and sped as quickly as a blimp could travel into an Emmanuel movie. Like this was a mess of science fiction, subplot lines, uh, fantasy, erotica, vampires, fantasy, flashback meta- storytelling. It was metaphysics. an absolute fucking disaster. So now, what this movie was, was the final, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind this is true, even though I haven't read anything to support this. This must be the final one of the Emmanuel Through Time series. Um, and so all it is, it's a flashback episode. They recycle heaps of footage, some from movies that we have seen from the series, but a lot of which we haven't watched. There's like maybe three more to go. Yeah, yeah. And so we're seeing stuff for the first time that they're referencing like, hey, remember this bit? And we're like, this is fucking crazy out of context. Whole bunch of vampire shit going on. 
Yeah. So Very the, strange stuff. I've got a, a, a review on Letterboxd that actually grounds this film in a certain amount of context that will help us and our listener. So okay. this was uh, posted by user Maths in 2019. Thanks, manual through time, manuals for pleasures, in which Rolf Konevsky attempts to not only conclude his epic seven film Emmanuel through time series, but also conclude the Alien Sex Files series and also tie in every previous and future Emmanuel film while he's at it and does oh. so with a sliding doors style changing the past plot. It's a completely insane goal, especially when he also has to pack in 20 or 30 minutes of sex scenes and he doesn't quite get there, but he tries <laughs> so damn hard and comes oh. so damn close. This is a good review. The flashback past changing device is a fun way to bid farewell to the series as all the moments various characters go back to change from previous films, often with genuinely funny results, although it's no doubt a complete puzzlement to anyone trying to watch this without having seen at least a couple of the previous ones. And happily, all the main characters get a shot. Mandy, Jack, Doctors Blue and Tanner, the ever-wonderful Renee, and naturally, Emmanuel herself. Then it ends on a pleasantly sappy note, which feels right. It's a dense, weird mess of continuity, in all honesty, but it's an audacious one, and that seems like a fitting end to a series which has regularly audacious, sometimes unsuccessful, but really less than spirited and always filled with heart. This person takes the franchise very seriously. I've got a lot of admiration and respect for this review and reviewer, and I, I wish there was some way we could reach out and get them on the pod because they sound like they really know what they're talking about. They, yeah, they and- I'm very grateful to know that this is not only wrapping up Emmanuel, but an entirely different porn franchise as well. Yeah, this Emmanuel through time uh, franchise is not afraid of smashing intellectual properties into each other, which makes a lot of sense. It was the original Marvel approach. Oh, wait. When did Avengers Um, come out? So this, uh, uh, you could tell this movie was crazy because at the start, it's sort of like, basically the first thing you see in this movie is you're in the control room of their big horny blimp, which is powered by sexual arousal. And one of the engineers is saying, um, no one's aroused, you know, like they're losing power. And then one of the other engineers says, no, I am. And then she's so aroused, she gets another one aroused. And basically it turns into this insane fuck fest in the control room. That's true. And I just want to tack on there, guy, if I may. Um, There's also another component that's happening where they have a big discussion about the sort of metaphysical nature of empathy and that it's um it's a very alien concept to everyone who's participating in the conversation but she discovers that she has a secret power which is she's able to feel other people's feelings yes um, and even names it as empathy and i'm like yeah that's uh We've all got that. That's called empathy. That's a real thing. That's not very secret. I think it's new to America, perhaps. Right, um, right. And so these these horny engineers in a huge head, like when I was watching that, I was thinking you can't have a blimp that runs on sexual arousal and then only hire horny engineers. You need two teams of engineers, <laughs> one group of asexual engineers who are in charge of the day-to-day operations and then a group of, I mean, these people actually probably don't even need to be engineers, just horny people who are comfortable fucking next to engines and, you know, buttons and levers. I mean, I know what you're saying, but I, I, there is an efficiency with getting someone who is able to service the ship and other shipmates at the same time. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's dangerous, Tim. The whole time I was watching this scene, I thought, this is dangerous. And sure enough, it was. I mean, the, the ship wound up uh, traveling through a wormhole that no one had... Uh, plan for or forecast and it was basically from there 
that it became completely unfollowable. Mm. It was hard. It was a difficult one to watch. Also important to note that in that opening sex scene between um, engineers, a lot of the footage was interpolated with uh, lions who were also horny and having sex with each other. Yeah, they wanted to show us um, through visual metaphor that these these two women going hammer and tongs was uh, with the intensity you would expect from a wild jungle cat on heat. Yeah. But I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling that chemistry. I was that was the point where I was really questioning. I was like, "Man, this is a fucked up time in my life to be watching a porno." Ah, oh, so that that was with the whole time because I I liked for about half an hour I loved it. It was it was absolutely batshit crazy. The um they go through this wormhole and then all of the main characters get together in a room and they have to analyze what's happening and the sort of general who's in charge of this entire expedition say his name. I can't remember it. Colonel Sanders. Oh, brilliant. Colonel Sanders uh, just, you know, gives this two-minute perfectly comedically escalating analysis of what's happened and why exactly they're there. Uh, and the details of that aren't important. You just need to know. Well, but, you know, get, let's give a little bit of flavor. There's, there's aliens. There's fungi. There's fungi from aliens that turns into humans, which tricks the actual humans into thinking the fungi is humans, but then it infects them. There's time-traveling aspects, I think, to this speech. I think the vampires come much later, so I'm not sure if they're to do with this as well. But it's mainly we've got a lot of, like, crazy special effects involving um, alien starfighter spaceships, which, to be fair look completely out of place in this movie because they're done pretty well. But then we've got some shots not far after the speech is done. In fact, immediately afterwards, where <laughs> it's insane. I took a screenshot and sent it to the guy. Maybe I should put it up on the Facebook, actually. Um, they're just there in the middle of the set. And you can see the green screen cloth that they haven't put anything on. There's something called a C-stand, which is basically a heavy-duty light stand with a big light on it. And you cannot fucking hear what anyone is saying because they've mic'd up like Renee. And then unless Renee's talking, everyone else is super far away from the microphone and just sounds real thin it's, yeah. and muddy. The, it's like you literally can't understand what they're saying. The audio is dog shit and the visual component is genuinely quite disorienting because... They've just finished using the green screen as a set in the world of the movie. And then the next scene, they're just in front of the green screen that they've very clearly just used. Like this punctures so many um, rules of like storytelling or or like the language of movies. It's it's uh, You almost have to admire it. Like it's fun for a while and then it becomes exhausting. I do question whether we were watching some pre- finished edit but why in god's name would that exist why would that be online i i personally subscribe to the theory that some competing poor a softcore porn franchise got their grubby mitts on this before it was mixed down for release and um put it online maybe we're taking we're, we're watching some sort of you know softcore sabotage yeah mm. it could be either way it was um just insane it struck me as a movie that must have completely ran out of budget because like it's just a it's a clips show essentially of other Emmanuel movies 
and then the kind of what you would do is the in-studio throws. Guy's hosted a show like this. Guy hosted New Zealand's Fail Army yeah, across I, multiple I, seasons. I hosted a blooper equivalent of the pornographic movie we just watched. So it would be like... It would be like if for the studio crosses that you and Joseph did, it wasn't mic'd well. And it's like, that's the one thing you have to do for that bit. You've got all the other clips. They're they're done. They're made. Someone else made them. They finished them. You hit play on a machine and they play for you. All you've got to do is make sure the microphone is facing you for the in-studio throws. And they couldn't even fucking manage that. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. The the through line that kind of hooked me the most in this movie was something that they uh, we'd seen in our previous Emmanuel through time, which is that the blimp uh, is not just a time traveling blimp; it, it doubles as a broadcast station. Yes, so it's the home of Emmanuel TV, which yeah. is a website, a shopping network. It's a fucking lifestyle, really. It's, it's a lifestyle of, brand. You guys heard of Apple? It's like that, but for yeah. fucking. And it's it's actually like the the way that the this product, the way that Emmanuel.tv works and my inability to completely wrap my head around it is similar to how I feel about real life lifestyle brands. And like, I, I don't completely get it, but they created several fake advertorials for Emmanuel.tv 
and um, like they teased a few of the shows that play on Emmanuel.tv and they were some of the funniest bits. There was, it was so much fun. You had um, American Orgasm, which they referenced last time. It's kind of like American Idol, but it's a panel of judges judging whether or not people are performing fake or real orgasms. You had uh, Grope Soap, which I couldn't tell if it was a show or a product, but it, basically it's horny soap for his and hers. Uh, luscious lipstick. There was a, a perfume. Uh, that they had the tagline, turn us on and we'll turn you on. And it was sort of like all these incredible throwaway gags that obviously had quite a lot of fun writing. And then they actually went to the trouble of shooting, you know, advertorial footage for some of them. And then later on, this was not, this is of the same genre of gag, even though it was in a different place in the movie. But I can't remember what, I just had to write it down. I can't actually remember what it was in reference to, but they had a gag about Willy Wanker's evil sex emporium. <laughs> 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 and that gave me about 20 to 30 seconds of solid laughs what is it all for i honestly I don't reckon know some of the, some of these were probably real products when this came out in 2011 because they do make it quite clear that the emmanuel.tv website which still exists now i think we went on it a couple episodes I ago i haven't been on it oh just me i wanted to check if it was like was that Emmanuel Still, with one M or two M's, Tim? Uh, I think two. That is a line in the movie, everybody, that guys are referencing. That was a callback to something you haven't seen. But there's some unofficial Emmanuels that have a different number of M. They've got one M. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Elaine uh, Stravinsky, is that how you say his name? It's, it's uh, Suritsky. Suritsky, sorry. He, uh, all his ones, the, the you know... The real ones. Yeah. Two M's, two L's. But some other people have done some wacky shit. Are you on the website? So at, at one point in this movie, Emmanuel meets a different version of herself. So the concept of Emmanuel meeting the concept of Emmanuel but inhabiting two bodies, they hook up. It's confusing and hot stuff, but one of the first questions is, um, I'm Emmanuel, you're Emmanuel. Oh, one M or two? Two, like you. So they are confirming that they are existing on the same franchise plane as each other before they tuck in to a bit of mutt. <laughs> <laughs> that is caught guy off guard. Yeah, really gross. Uh, it did spawn a few interesting questions for me. At one point, Emmanuel confronts uh, herself. A time-traveling Emmanuel visits Emmanuel, and they have sex. And you you were sort of 15 seconds ahead of me and you said to me, you know, you were asking me about what I think about them having sex and I then saw it and I said, good for them. But it did get me wondering, Tim, time-traveling tra- time Tim shows up mm-hmm. and sort of seduces you. Mm. Would you fuck yourself? I've got no desire to fuck myself. Not I've got gonna, no desire gonna, to fuck you, anyone right now. This movie has put me in like the most opposite of horny mood. <laughs> what is the opposite of horny, Tim? Uh, like agitated, I think. Mm. Or just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. I think it's a, a combination of listless and hopeless. I'd fuck myself. I can tell. 
It'll be interesting. <laughs> it would be interesting. There's no getting away from that. Yeah. If you had the opp- I mean, look, I'm the kind of person where if I had the opportunity, it's such a it's when is that going to come up again? Exactly. That's what I'm that's what al- I'm talking about. Yeah, I would almost feel um, you know, uh obligated to take myself up on such an offer. Well, I mean, yeah. That's the thing. It would be a very funny use of time travel. <laughs> you know, we've we've <laughs> proved all of these standing theories of general relativity null and void, figured some way out to manipulate the space-time continuum and put that, you know, literally universe-bending technology into an application which is just a more complicated form of masturbation. That's pretty funny. Yeah, masturbation with more steps. Mm. Time travel. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. Personally, I like it. I, is, I, they should make that. They should have dwelled on that idea for one of these Emmanuels and made like a looper Emmanuel where you can go back in time and have sex with yourself, but then you, you the younger Hold ones on. were like killed. Oh, <laughs> hey, George. Sorry, I was just wandering through the neighborhood and it sounded like someone was describing an idea for a sexual film. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I was. So we've just watched. I can't even remember the name. What was the name of this one guy? Uh, this Emmanuel one was called time. Emmanuel Through Time Forbidden Emmanuel's Forbidden Pleasure Forbidden Pleasures. I don't even know what the forbidden bit was. Fucking Aliens? yourself. It didn't feel very forbidden when they did it. They just did it. She just no, did there's it without nothing any wrong qualms. with fucking yourself. Well, I'm so glad to you say that because I've actually got a porno to pitch you, George Lazen, the world's greatest listener. George, the concept is this. Have you ever seen Looper? No. Well, I watched it once ages ago. You know I I auditioned to be in that movie. Were you going to be a young Bruce Willis? Yeah, they cast, uh, was it Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah, that's right. I still can't forgive them. I'm fucking furious. Yeah, you were a real show-in for a young... He's got to be the only guy still using Facebook. Who? Joseph Gordon-Levitt? He's always posting on Facebook. I think you're right. He is the one dude left. He's a real enigma, that guy, because he still looks like he's 17 and three quarters years old. He was living in New Zealand recently. He still lives here today, I believe. I believe he's one of our um, our, our patriots. Uh, I'm going to go patriots. find him and knock his teeth out. Well, I think he's in the capital city, if you want to start there. It'll save you some time. Thanks. So anyway, back back to this idea for the porno. Now, I don't remember all the rules in Looper. Um, because Christopher Nolan is a man who can never be satisfied with just putting one idea in a film. <laughs> he must have 200 competing for your attention. Um, but I know that there's some aspect where people like kill their future selves, I think, to avoid some sort of time travel problem. Okay. So what I'm proposing is that we have a porno, uh, which is sort of loosely based on this concept, where you can go back in time, have sex with yourself, but then the younger you, I guess, has to kill the older you to avoid a time loop problem. What if you are? What if when you have sex with yourself, you you get pregnant? Fuck, that's a good question. How would that happen? Because you kind of need. Um, 
a sperm and an egg to do that. And as far as I know, uh, it's a humans- fucking sci-fi movie, dude. You don't need the biology to be on the money. Man, I couldn't disagree with you more. If there's one thing that fucks me off in sci-fi movies, it's when they just like ignore established okay. rules of physics okay. or biology. Here's the idea, though. If okay. you yeah. uh, come at exactly the same time as yourself, yeah, then uh, you get pregnant. But it's a really <laughs> short pregnancy, and you give birth to a stronger version of yourself that kills its parents immediately. Jesus. That's some real... Um, Darwinian, yeah, it's a real Darwinian angle on this whole time travel sexcapade. So you got this sort of really strong, advanced aging, um, like in that M Night Shyamalan movie, old, uh, really good. Uh, well, they're not a baby for long; they become a grown up, and then they're really good at fucking. What was that Robin Williams movie where he's Jack? Aging super- <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Jack, like Jack, but he fucks. <laughs> Yeah. What about this for a concept? (laughs) It's like Jack, but he fucks. This I like. (laughs) Yeah. Simpler. Let's get away from this confusing Nolan time travel fucking bullshit. It's Jack, but the guy fucks. Didn't they do that in Big? Yes. And it was... (laughs) It was kind of skipped over at the time because that movie came out in the 80s, but Tom Hanks, an adult body, but who actually is a child, hooking up with a woman adult woman morally dubious yeah we're not going to spend any time on that we're not going to analyze it we're not going to look at it they totally yeah yeah i remember in the 80s it was like anything goes man yeah people would see that movie and they go nice yeah um so we're going to have a return to the 80s okay jack but he fucks even though jack came out in um the 90s yeah, I remember he went to buy porno in that movie. Now, obviously, Robin Williams is no longer with us, so I was thinking maybe we could get Joseph Gordon-Levitt to play. Fuck! <laughs> the ob- uh, Tim, I hope you're winding me up because I know just the guy. No, it's perfect because Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you could young him down so easily with just like the lightest brush of CGI so that he is 10. But then you look at him normally and he looks like he's about 26 and then you could just add some wrinkles and suddenly he's 45. It's brilliant. He'll never look 45, but he acts 45 on the internet because he's always using Facebook.com. Yeah, well, I think he is in his 40s, so it's not that far from his actual age. (sighs) George, I'm so sorry to bring up Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That was mean of me. You know, I'm just a normal man who played James Bond once who wanders around the streets of New Zealand trying to come. We're not so different, you and I. Uh, okay. I'm going to let that slide. <laughs> I'm sick of talking to you. I want, I, want, uh, I want you to leave. Okay. But I gave you two and a half good concepts there, yeah. so mull over I'll them. I'll go masturbate on them. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Bye, mate. See ya. There you go, George Lazenby. Another stunning appearance by the great man. I'd love to track his um his voice. Surely he's on cameo. That is a great. I keep getting a message by a woman on Instagram telling me that they want me to join cameo. 
I got approached by Cameo so, like, before it was a thing. I'm talking, like, four years yeah. ago when they were, I think it was, a, like, a startup. And it sounded like the most grisly business that wouldn't get off the ground. And it still is a grisly business. But, boy, howdy, did it get off the ground. I reckon he must be on it. Are you going to do it, guy? Are you going to get on Cameo? Honestly, from a lockdown, it's never looked so tempting. Yeah. It's like... George Lazenby cameo. Um, one of the few immediate channels to income I can see as long as I'm yeah. just in my house. If you look up George Lazenby cameo, you mostly get his filmography, which makes a lot of sense now I think about it. The dude it. should get on there, man. Do you know how much bank he could make from middle-aged men who are like, I got a birthday message from James Bond, like a fucking real James Bond. Let's ignore the fact that it was only one movie. It doesn't matter. The real James Bond. <laughs> the only real James Bond. Yeah. What did you uh, uh, enjoy about this movie in the way of a shining light, Tim? Renee. Renee's a lot of fun. Renee's upbeat. She's positive. Um, Renee's cheeky. Uh, she doesn't mind getting herself into harm's way if it means she'll get a good fuck out of the situation. Mm. She has sex with a vampire. She has sex with a co-worker. She has sex with another woman at one point, but I think that's in flashback from another movie. Renee loves to fuck. And Tim loves that. She's an enthusiastic participant. And, um, yeah, she's she's cool, man. Everyone else on the ship, all the other crew are a bit uh, sort of wet blankets in a way or take themselves very seriously. Yeah, it lends itself quite nicely to my shining light, which is I can't remember her name, but there is another woman who's overcome by a sexual urge in front of her colleagues and has to she runs to shut herself in her room. That's the square who runs Emmanuel.tv, right? Yeah. And she is a name? sort of it's a fun and game scene where she's overcome by sexual desire and she uh, keeps finding herself sort of touching herself even though she's trying not to. And I thought that's a fun a fun scene to act. I mean, yeah. when I think about myself doing it, it's not at all. But in the context of this movie, you know, like the the effort to blend comedy and porn is misguided and admirable simultaneously. <laughs> I don't think it's admirable. Oh, fuck it. Why, why not? I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. Sure. Good on you for trying to blend those two um, moods, but I don't think you pulled it off at all. The problem is they're working at odds with each other, I think. I think it is quite hard to legitimately pull off a comedic porno for reels. It's hard to be. Do you know what I was thinking while I watched this, though? I think, and, you know, loath as I am to add homework to us during this current season, but I think we should have like an add on episode where we watch Pirates. Because I'm pretty sure that's one of the highest budget pornos ever made. And it would be nice to see what the sort of pinnacle of the industry can produce yeah, man. at the height of its powers. Because um, that was back in the DVD era when there was actual money in porn. Can I say, if you want to do that, by all means, but I'm not watching extra porn. All right, I'll watch Pirates and report back while I'm uh, nursing an infant. Yeah, maybe down the hospital. Yeah. You could, a lot of waiting around you could have it going on your phone. Tim with his Bluetooth speakers, his Bluetooth headphones and Bluetooth speaker. That'd be funny. Speaker's better. Uh, speaker's really good. Yeah. But I don't know, man. This movie fucking annoyed me. And I'm done with it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. So there. I agree. So 
Maybe that's it for this episode. Yeah, fine. Maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe this is the last episode of the worst idea of all time we ever record when you're not a dad. Yep, fine. Maybe that's just how it is. Going out on a low, but I got nothing more to say about this movie. Yeah. It was bad. It was technically bad. It was there wasn't really a story. The story they attempted to to tell was told poorly. Fuck everyone who was involved. Fuck everybody. Have you got any anything to add to that? Just as a summation of how this went, I hated it. I loved it mm. for about fifteen to twenty minutes, and then I fucking hated it. And I fucking hated you because of it. And I'm sorry. Yeah, good on you, bro. Let that hate flow through you. No, I hated you as well while Get I was it watching out. it. It's Get like, it out. We're nearly God, there. God. We're nearly You're there. Piece of shit. It's important Absolute to me that shit. you do have to watch a little bit of porn with your child, with your son. Um, but not so much that it will leave a lasting impact on either of you, but just enough that it's like, you know, it represents a, 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 a changing of time. Changing of the guard. That's right. From porn to parent, a Timbat story. I like it. It's I'm signing off. Probably I'm fucking a chapter off. as opposed to a whole book. Yeah, by all means, Tim, go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, you know... Live your life. Send my love to uh, to your wife. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. And I hope everyone's doing all right out there. I hope you're well. And um, we'll catch you soon. Yeah, because you know, we'll, and we'll be this is what we'll we do. be in better spirits. Sorry, possibly. I reckon we might not be. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.